Good morning, children. It is morning. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not. It's just it's just morning. Who's in a good mood in the morning? I remember the days. I'm getting old now. One of the signs to tell if you're getting old is when you keep waking up at the same fucking time, no matter what. And uh, that's happening. And uh, But I did get some good sleep. I got regular sleep. But man, back in the days, oh. I I declare, I declare I'm going to sleep until noon tomorrow. And you would. You would. Your brain wouldn't, your, your 40-year-old brain wouldn't wake up. Hey, 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 we're up. We're up. Let's go. Like your, your 22-year-old brain, like, fuck it. We didn't even, you didn't even have to drink or party. It's just, I worked too hard. I worked all day. I went to school. I busted my ass off. I played, you know, the, the volleyball or whatever. I'm sleeping until noon because I want to get that awesome, amazing feeling you get. When you get 10 to 11 to 12 hours sleep, oh, and then you wake up. You've got so much sleep, you're tired after you wake up. That's how much sleep you got. And um, that, that, that's, that's so rare now. Oh, God, I'd kill to have that again. I could turn it on like a switch. Now, I could go to bed at 6 p.m. and wake up. At 8 a.m. every time. Or I could go to bed at 6 a.m. and wake up two hours later at 8 a.m. every time. It doesn't matter. I could run a a marathon, which I practically did, crushing the the half-my-age Nicholas Shulaner. (laughs) The Fitbit competition. I could. I I did. I I, I don't know. I think I did 40 miles, 45, whatever, the work week hustle or what. I don't know. Had to drive to and from Wisconsin. That's the handicap to all you guys listening on top of it. I don't think Atham was really, I think Atham was busy with other stuff. He wasn't, he wasn't in the running. <clears throat> and, um, uh, but Nick, he mouthed, you know, 20 something kids, they mouth off to the elders. No respect for the elders. None. None. Uh, I'll show you, you little pumpkin head. And so, uh, I did the old Marcus Brown trick of, you know, don't don't really ever get in first place. Man, you can get first place if you want, but don't don't get too far ahead in first place that people actually then they work at it because then you're just burning yourself out. You just, if you get in first place, you stay only a thousand or two thousand steps ahead. But usually, you you know, you, you stay a little bit in second place, close second place, but you play in second. And then on the last day, you fucking turn off your Bluetooth and you fucking hammer it, man. You just have You see people update so you know. You always make sure you got a 10,000. St- it's really the time. Well, let me tell you. Hang on. You know what? I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to tell you how to win a Fitbit competition. I'm going to tell you how. All right, the way you win a Fitbit competition, like I said, you stay in second place, close, and you hold your reserves. You hold it to the end, okay? Let let the front-running bastard, that's a uh, hash house harriers term, you let the FRB go forward. You stay a close second. Keep them within range. And then, then the last day, 
you know, okay, you can you can stay second in the morning, but you basically got to make it over the course of that next day. You got to put about a seven-mile lead in between you and the guy who's in first place. And the and, and you got to keep track of your numbers because you're not going to be updating, but you kind of watch him and you say, okay, what's he doing? If he updates, all, you make sure you got about eh, seven miles. You're going to have to run real fast in an hour. That was seven, 14,000 step lead. And you put that 14,000 step lead in front of him and you always make sure you're on top of it. 20,000 ideally, 20,000 ideally. And then you don't update your daddy, you don't connect your Fitbit to the internet to update so people see how many steps you got. You wait until there's an hour left of the competition. Then you update it. Because there's no way that late, because they always end at midnight. There's no way after they've been busting their off, uh, ass off for the entire week or for the entire weekend. It depends on if it's a work week hustle or a work end hustle. There's no way after they've hiked 30, 40 miles, they're going to run 7 at 11 p.m. to midnight. They're just not going to do it. Saying so you can go to bed and be pretty well assured that you're ahead, that, you, that they're not going to get 14,000. Because you're going to have to run, not, not jog. You're going to have to run 7 miles nonstop. And one could almost argue that if you really want to be a dickhead, which sometimes you might feel like being one, is... You you make it so it's like four to five miles. Like they could they could jog, they could make it, but you make it till they're running, you know, at midnight and dead tired and beat. If you really just want to fuck them up physically, they're like, oh, you won by fifty steps. Good, you you won the thing on the internet. <laughs> you won the Fitbit competition. You ruined your next day. You're dead tired. <laughs> How are you guys? How you doing? Oh. oh, God. Cappy went to Door County this weekend. <clears throat> and uh, there was very little internet. It was, we were relegated. We stayed with a friends of mine, parents. And so you're relegated to boomer technology, but it's baby boomer cabin technology this is their cabin see uh i don't know if uh i don't know if other parts of the country have this like maybe it's a purely midwestern thing or northern northern thing i don't know if you people south of the mason dixon line have this um but they get the cabin and what you do is you go up to your summer cabin so in milwaukee a lot of the kids their their parents had cabins we're going up to the cabin New York, we're going up to the Hamptons. Like, oh, good, we'll drop a nuclear bomb there, too, you fucking commie pieces of shit. Uh, Chicago, they it's weird. The, the people who think they're going to a more rural place, Chicagoans would come up to Wisconsin to their cabin or Lake Geneva, not the one in Switzerland, the one in Wisconsin. Atham, look it up. So it was, And Door County <clears throat> is this uh, picturesque, it's the peninsula. Everybody look at Wisconsin. You see the little peninsula coming out of Green Bay there? Yeah, that's Door County. And uh, I knew about it when I was growing up in Milwaukee because people would go to Door Oh, you're going to Door County? Are you going to Door County? And I didn't oh, I even biked through it once when I was 14. And I didn't have the adult-trained eyes. I didn't to see why 
middle-aged people, people from Boulder, people from Sedona, people from Winnetka, people from the Edina, people from places that end with vowels and sometimes start with them too, why these prissy people went to Door County and what it is today but more so was in the past because it's changed now is uh, Door County is was a uh, cherry orchard, apple orchard place, not too unlike the Wenatchee Valley in which uh, our good friend T.J. Martinell resides and doesn't get laid. Uh, no, just joking. He doesn't get laid, I'd like to pick on. But, uh, and it's picturesque, and it's rolling hills, and there's little cherry farms, and, and there's little towns <clears throat> along the... Uh, the peninsula there on both sides, both the northwest side and the southeast side. Little towns, hamlets is the correct word. Polka dotted. And uh, there's wine tasting and there's, you know, pumpkin patches. Oh, Vince, Vince would hate it with all the pumpkin spice stuff that was going on. And there's bobble stores and trinket shops, which is which is what I'm going to get to here into why uh, I hate white people, or some of them. You know, and I'm going to write an article about this because it is telling. Uh, so they had their cabin in this quote-unquote picturesque place, but the, the boomers with their technology uh, and NIMBY, not in my backyard, banana, build absolutely nothing near anyone, I think is the... It's there. And so we got to their, quote, cabin uh, that really needed a lot of work, but, you know, boomers. Um, I was kind of like, am I going to get tetanus? <laughs> oh, great. My throat is acting up. There's mold around. Great. And you guys know me. I'm not one of those, like, peanut butter. But I'm allergic to peanut butter. <laughs> like, no, I got, you know, I got my cough. I've had that forever. My, I have very sensitive allergies. And I basically relegated myself to like I wasn't going to get no work done. Not going to get any work done. Um, and I don't, I got to think through the next time I say, yeah, let's go do that. That sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds nice. It sounds nice, but wasn't. And then I got there and, oh, will you guys be proud of me? I was a stoic I was a heroic, Aaron the, Aaron the heroic stoic, that's what I was, because I, I, once I pulled in, once we got in, I'm like, I knew because the cell phone service, I had no internet, and I knew they weren't going to have internet at the cabin, I'm like, I'm not getting any, this is going to be a waste of, this is just where I just sit and just go, and so I drove around. I, well, I got my hike and my work in, my, my steps in, because that was about the only thing we could do. I drove around this little hamlet polka dotted peninsula with wineries and cheese stores. And 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 there's an apple archer. We could go picking apples. This hell for any I wouldn't even say conservative libertarian man, any man that still has his balls. I chaperoned three women around Door County. And it wasn't that bad. I didn't hate every minute of it because I had I'd zen myself out. I'd stoic myself. I had girded my loins. What I really did is is I sober cabbed a little bit. 
And then the girls would go into the the loud place and, and do their wine sampling. And I just sat in the car. I uh, Every once in a while, we would get internet. I did some asshole consulting from the car. I walked. Oh, I also, I'll tell you another thing. I just see, I tried, I, I did the best making lemonade on lemons. I'll, I'll tell you that. Because in my new place, <clears throat> which has yet to be built, <coughs> um, I got a little bit of extra land. I mean, it, it, it's it's uh, three and a quarter acres. And the house ain't going to take up three and a quarter acres. But I got a lot of land. And I was like, huh, what do I want to... And I wanted to put some vineyards. Not a lot, just some vineyards. I also kind of want to clear out the, the hill goes down. I want to kind of clear that out and put a gazebo out there in the middle of the forest where I could smoke my cigars. People, one, but I think it was a DJ of all people. Like, yeah, Hitler had a real nice gazebo. I'm like, what? <laughs> you mean you mean the eagle's nest? He's like, no, no, no. And the, but then he had, no, it was DT. <clears throat> it was DT telling me. He's like, Hitler had a real nice gazebo. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, he had this gazebo he went to. I'm like, you mean eagle's nest? He's like, no, no, no. It was that eagle's nest. But to get away from that, he'd go to the gazebo. So I'm like, so he'd go to the eagle's nest to get away with the the you know the day and night toil of you know professional official being a Nazi stuff, but then to get away from his getaway, he he had a gazebo somewhere up there. Like oh, he's like yeah, you'll be just like Hitler's gazebo. I'm like I don't know if it's gonna be exactly like Hitler's gazebo. Don't know I'm gonna say I'm gonna people come and no shut the property here and here's my mom my dad I come down like hey look this this gazebo was modeled after Hitler's gazebo, not. Uh, not really going to do that. Uh, but I, I, of, of a handful, not a lot. <clears throat> not going to go crazy with my land. But I do have to kind of do something with the land. I have to maintain it. I was thinking what would be real nice. What would really increase the upsell value of my house. Because when I'm about to die, or if I do die, and the GF wants to sell it, or if she's not around, whoever wants to, whoever that ends up with the house, <clears throat> or I just want to sell it and get the hell out. I'm thinking vineyards, little one, a little bit, not a big one, just, just you know, I don't know what an acre is. I think half an acre? Is that about, I don't know. I'd have to do the measure. A square, Maybe half a football field size. That's whatever that is. Half a football field size? Maybe not even that. Maybe a quarter. Not that big. I think they're going to like to see the vineyards. And so I was looking at the vineyards. I'm like, well, I got to, you gotta put some vineyards in. Girls are getting hammered on wine and eating cheese. Why are we fat? I'm not talking them. I'm talking all the other women in Door County, which we'll get to. The goddamn bacon, he does that too. Of which we'll talk about later. Which we'll talk about later. We'll get to later. So I was looking at vi- vineyards. Like, okay, how do vines grow? What's the infrastructure? And I'm looking I'm like... This, either I'm missing something, but this looks pretty easy to set up. You get two uh, big main poles. They're in rows. You get two big main poles. <clears throat> and then, um, I don't know, you get you get uh, a sapling or a bit of vine. And as it starts out with other many saplings of trees and the like, is you need a pole for it to grow up to. So you got two main poles across from each other. All right, in the aisle. 
The poles are attached by two wires, metal wires that run across, kind of like barbed wires without the barbs. Uh, and then every, eh, I should have measured it, it looks like every four feet or so, uh, there's a vine planted into the ground, but like saplings of trees, you got to have an individual little, you know, fishing rod pole, a little <clears throat> cane pole running up to intersect with the metal wires going across. And then they also have like a plastic cylinder that I presume keeps bugs and cold and whatever else away from the uh, aspiring vine. And that kind of grows and it follows the pole up to that. And then it branches out as it hits. It knows to grab onto the metal wires running, perp uh, running horizontal and perpendicular to the cane pole. And then um, th I noticed the width of this row of grapevines directly beneath it, there was no grass. No grass. I'm like, how do they keep the grass? What are they mowing? That, that, that's not a weed wire. Did I hit the... I said, what, why do they... And I asked the guy, he says, oh, they treat that with chemicals. You don't want any weeds uh, taking away the, um, the nutrients. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, I can cherry rig this up. I could go get some posts, put them in. You know, put in, uh, I don't know, how many rows would I get? Ten rows? However many, I'll do the math. Ten rows, let's just say. Uh, they ran, well, some of them ran multiple football fields long. Uh, but my, my property's not that long. Uh, ten? Yeah, about ten rows. Maybe each uh, two, oh, 30 yards. Ten rows, 30 yards each. Uh, and then I got a little square there, I guess, of, of vines, vineyards. And, uh, and then, I don't know. Maybe I can make three bottles of wine with that. I don't know how much. I'll, I won't lie to you. It's, it's not to make wine. I won't make any wine. I think you got to have you know, how many tens of thousands of grapes to make one bottle of wine. Maybe I make three bottles of wine each year. I don't know. Clary's vintage. And... Uh, and, but the main selling point is to sell the property later. Because you damn well know. You damn well know, especially if, it's, if, you've, if you've ever visited Door County. If you ever went to Napa Valley. I, yes, there might be a jacuzzi on the property. Yes, there might be a fireplace. Yes, you could have, I don't know, what, what uh, granite countertops because women love granite. You put a little vineyard in front of that property. That's it. That little vineyard, which whatever <clears throat> minimal labor it's going to take me to do. Uh, what, maybe $1,000 worth of material? And it'll give me something to do meditatively. As Cappy looks to get older, where's there? He's in his vineyard. He's pruning the, the grapes. He's pruning the vines. I have my headphones on. Listening to the goddamn bacon. Listening to Time Ghost History. Listening to T.J. Martinell. Listening to the Masculine Geek. Listening to Pushing Rubber Downhill. And I'll be pruning... Like the Japanese samurai, they prune their bonsai trees and they're very meditative as they wait to find the other samurai because they could not find an equal match. And then they, oh, I am lonely. I will cut my bonsai tree. I guess that's what it is. Oh, and then some new whippersnapper comes from the, the islands from the far north. Ah, Mashito-kan, I have heard about you, your legend. Da, da, da. Now we, we shall duel. Yes, we shall. 
You will be a worthy adversary, I hope. I will not let you down. And, oh, and then he kills Bushido, and then he's got to go back to his bonsai tree. And that'd be kind of like me, except minus the death or any kind of real fighting skill I have, except from very, some very, 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 very marginal, degraded, dusty, rusty jujitsu. I'm going to be pruning my, my vineyard trees. And I, say, I have traveled far to be a better asshole than Aaron Clary. I come from, where are people assholes? <clears throat> Real assholes. Boulder, Colorado. Ah, yes, you are an asshole, but from the school of weak assholes, people who are just pricks because they are soft and given lots of money and told socialism works. You are not a war-torn, evil, from-the-ground-up, lower-middle-class asshole like me. This battle will not be close. I will destroy you. Matter of fact, I'm surprised you even made it up the 10-foot hill because you are a weak soy boy with a man bun. And then he'll already cry and he'll run back home to his safe space, uh, but probably running the wrong way because soy boys who attend the University of Colorado Boulder don't use a compass. And then um, and I'll go back to pruning my, my uh, vineyards. It won't make a great Japanese movie. It won't. But, you know, it, it might happen. Uh, and that's, yeah, so I, I, I get the vineyard. So I was looking at the vineyards. Not all the work is banging out asshole consulting. Not all the work is doing podcasts, um, of which I'm doing now. And that's, that's the reason I'm doing the podcast now is after that trip, I just, uh, <laughs> just sitting and doing nothing. Just waiting like, no, no, go, go walk. No, I'll be here in the car. I'll just be. Tweeting, boy, if you want to go on my Twitter feed, you want to see some great tweets, that's all I pretty much had. That's the only connection I had to the outside world was Twitter. Some great, great memes, some dank memes I tweeted out. Boy, was that fun. Then we got back. The drive across Wisconsin is equally boring and taxing. Um, I finally, I think I caught up with all this crap. I heard back from the builders in South Dakota. Builders, plural. So if any of you guys are tuning in, yes, we're going to have the old school forces of capitalism until I have very clear uh, estimates and professionalism. I'm, I'm all, it's just like dating. If you're going to build a house, you get multiple builders. You're going to find a quality woman. You start dating multiple girls, and you play them off of each other. <clears throat> But I got that all done. That's that's rolling now again. I looked at the do to the to do list, and now it is finally time to start writing the millennial book or get back into it. There's no more email problems. Well, there still is an email problem, but it's taken care of. There's no more. You moved, and your tax ID doesn't match where your new uh, LLC is headquartered. That's taken care of. I don't know what else. There's just been a ton of crap. Oh, I had a health scare. That was fun. That was fun. I, I, I'm, I, and it was. I found out what it was. <laughs> it was this damn Fitbit competition. I could have swore my liver had had it. I had like this numb feeling below my right rib cage. And then you go to WebMD. Oh God! Don't go to web. Don't search your don't search your symptoms online. Oh, for God's sake! Don't you're gonna walk away thinking you got AIDS 
and herpes and cancer and um and pancreatitis and and epidemiitis and and you got three days to live. You're and you're just gonna be and then um I, I it was bad enough. I went to the doctor. I went. That's how bad it was. Usually I go in, you know, my annual checkup. I didn't have time. I'm actually several months delayed right about now. But yeah, right, right on my right side, I had a coffee. And I thought, oh, it didn't sit well. But then it didn't go away. For three days, it didn't go away. And um, I, I'm like, oh, God. And every indication, well, not every indication, but the diagnosis was, oh, you got, um, what is it, hepatitis or fat liver or the cirrhosis or psoriasis, cirrhosis. Uh, and... And you're going to need a liver transplant. And you're going to die. And, and it was just because my side hurt. And it was in that spot. Had none of the other symptoms. None. But it was like, oh, God, this is it. Jesus Christ. Did, oh, all that drinking I did, I shouldn't have done it. So I went in. And then, and then the doc's like, well, you don't look yellow. No, no, no. And I'm like, look, doc, the only thing is this thing. And am I going to die? We'll run some tests. We'll get back to you. Oh, no, not the weight. Anything but the weight. For any of you who've done an STD test, even though you could have been very, very low-risk behavior, you're like, oh, my God. what? The incubation period for AIDS is six months. Am I going to die of AIDS? Oh, my God. And then they called. They called. You're fine. Like, Really? Like, yeah, we don't know what it is. You're fine in that regard. You don't, your liver's fine. Functionality came back, kidneys came back, whatever else. They took some blood. <clears throat> whatever organs they tested, it's fine. It might be something else. Oh, good. Well, at least it's not what I thought it was. It could be cancer. <laughs> it, I had a buddy. She was fine, and then one day she wasn't, and she went to the doc. Something's wrong. Oh, you got stage four stomach cancer. Well, the rare times I donated money. I'm, and, and this gal's not that much older than me. Got another buddy had a heart attack. Most of the people who've died, though, uh, that I've known have died of suicide. Just a shockingly high suicide rate. I don't know why. Of the guys we work with in security. I don't know why that was. I have theories, but that's a different thing to talk about. <clears throat> but the good news... So I'm excited that it's at least it's not... If, if I was going to do something... If, it was gonna, if someone was going to put me out, someone was going to take me out, it was something I didn't do to myself. Like, it wasn't the vice. It wasn't your smoking the cigars. It wasn't your drinking. You're okay, Aaron. You would have died anyway. Because as an economist, that meant I got utility out of it. See, I got utility. All that drinking, I didn't die because of it. <laughs> I won the odds. I cheated you, you school mom, do-gooder, health nut broads with your fucking smoking cigars. is bad for you. Stop drinking so much. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, there we go. The old Clary Genetic. You didn't think it. Well, I thought we were Irish. We're not. Come from a long list of admirable alcoholics, though. Very professional alcoholics. Like, I didn't die of that. I don't think the Clarys ever die of alcoholism because the cancer gets us way too damn early. So I'm happy. I'm thinking like, hey, at least it's not something I did to myself. <laughs> could be comp I could have stage four stomach cancer. There's something there. To now, so I look back at my running. You get a... 
you get a running chart on the Fitbit. And once Bacon and uh, <clears throat> Nick mouthed off to me one day, what, well, hang on, what is, what did I do, 40? I did 20 miles, 40,000 steps. And when you do a Fitbit competition, I don't cheat, I don't cheat. They'll even be happy to know that when I rode my motorcycle, I took my Fitbit off because you'll get that in golf carts. You'll get um, the, the vibration. You'll get steps when you're not walking. And so I took it off. But I play the real game. So I go for walks. I go for runs. I went with the nieces. But even when I'm standing there, you still got to talk. I'll just jog in place. And it's the jogging in place that fucked me up. I got like a side ache. Because it started right there. And then what I did is just kept exacerbating it by going and hiking more and more and more and more. And then once I got to, well, it wasn't even get to Door County. Once I sat in the car for so damn long, and I noticed like, well, when I lie down, I'm fine. If I don't keep running in place and jostling, you know, my stomach, I'm, I'm, I feel okay. And surprise, surprise, it went away. And so they, they still like, eh, Let's do an MRI or a scan thing. I'm like, yeah, let's do that anyway. We might as well. I want to do full body Star Trek MRI. I want to see if my aorta was plugged up. I want to see if any of the arteries to my brain had some blockage. I'm serious. I'm serious with the high cholesterol. And that's that's the thing is you guys all there. Oh, yeah, you you people. And you know who you are. Um, you know, I found out I got the high cholesterol. There's always, like, you could say, I have X, and there's this group of non-professionals, I might add. The only one I trust is Dennis Bagan. That's the only one. But these people that went to some convention for, like, cholesterolisgoodforus.org, that meetup group or whatever, uh, there's always someone to come in and say, oh, that's just fine. Yo, you're perfectly good. You need cholesterol, Aaron. You need fat, which I'm not disagreeing. Yes, the brain does need cholesterol. It needs carbs. It needs fat. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But, but for whatever ailment, there's almost a group of people, like, you can't trust the medical industry. <clears throat> They're just lying to you. you know, I can understand the logic of, oh, the, the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, we got to get you on a drug. We got to get you on a drug. We got to sell drugs. Okay, I see, I see the incentive there. I see that. But please tell me how high blood pressure is, be- is good for me. Oh, you got, that's just, that's just a conspiracy, Aaron. See, doctors tell you that 155 over 100 is bad and a heart rate of 100 beats per minute while resting is fine and sweat spraying out of your pores is, is bad for you. But you see, it's actually good. Yeah, it's good. You don't want to eat any broccoli? No, no. Here, eat some processed Cheetos. This is really good for you. Oh. And so what I want to do, because I've seen people die now. I've seen people get heart attacks, stroke. Hey, you. Uh, bones. You put me through the Star Trek scanner. I want to see everything. Because then it just happens to them. I feel a little tired. Heart attack. Not even 50. Heart attack. Everything is on. Stomach cancer. Well, don't you think now, you know, you take the car in and it's got uh, 80, 90,000 miles. Don't you think maybe now you take it in, check under the hood, have its checkup, 
do a full analysis, do a full run, some full diagnostics on your car, see how it's doing. You people will run your damn bodies until you have 200,000 miles on you. And then you're like, oh my God, the alternator's going out if we only knew. <laughs> the problem with the car, I'm sorry, the problem with humans, unlike a car, car, the, the timing belt can go and the hose can go. Uh, but if any of your timing belts or hoses go, you got a short fucking few minutes to get your ass to the hospital and have that shit repaired. And there better be a spare alternator or, or uh, a hose or timing belt available that has the same blood type as yours. Otherwise, you're fucked. And so they're like, well, we should probably do an MRI. Like, yeah, the whole body. Oh, my God, you got the... The toe fungus of death. Oh, my God. Yes, good. We found it. Take off the toe. I'm I'm saved. Testicular cancer. That's another one, guys. Fidget with your nuts. That's a real easy curable one. Oh, Clary, you worried. Oh, no. Cholesterol's good. Oh, no. High, high blood pressure is good. Oh, no. Pains in your chest are good. Oh, you over-worry. Oh, geez, Clary. Gee, Clary, how are you doing? You know, we can't all be like you, paying off your house early, running around and eating healthy. You know, just, uh, the, how do you do it? The fucking contradiction. So I'm reasonably happy. Or assured. Reasonably confident. It was just me jumping in place for hours, miles on end. That probably did it. And now I'm in a <clears throat> much better mood psychologically. And I feel fine. I feel all right. He said he felt fine, and that's when he found he had stage four everything cancer. Fuck. <laughs> so I got through all that. <clears throat> oh, hang on. Before I tell you about the stay, why we're podcasting now, I'm going to get more coffee. Because it's not, I'm not dying of the stomach cancer, as far as I know. I'll tell you about more Door County. Hang on. So the uh, now cleared of a health scare, Clary, better mood. Maybe that's why I took uh, Door County so well. It's because I wasn't going to die. Cappy wasn't going to die. And as I mentioned before, I didn't know on an adult level what Door County was because my only experience was biking through it at the age of 14. I should have thought this one through because when I got there, it is hell. For any real, Door County is hell for any real man. And I'm not going to say politics or economic or anything like that. 
I'm not saying you got to be a Republican or a Libertarian because, as I'm finding out, most of you Republicans are a bunch of pansified cocks that will just do whatever your wife tells you. But any man, I'd even say any real woman, woman too, who has shit going on in their lives, you can't go to Door County because it is not only a, a testament, but a constant reminder of how pretty much everybody is inferior. Like, there's no larger goal. Like, in the 40s and 50s and 60s, we're going to get to the moon, we're going to build rockets, we're going to advance science, because we had just gone through a world war. We have experienced human tragedy. A lot of people alive in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, maybe all of them, except for the kids, uh, remember the Great Depression. There was this appreciation for pushing the limits of humanity uh, to, to, to infinity, infinity and beyond, truthfully. And while we might take our time to relax and chill out and go to, quote-unquote, the cabin or the Hamptons to relax or Martha's Vineyard, wherever, wherever inferior people go, when I got to Door County or places like Door, but Door County in particular, it reminded me, like, this is the pinnacle? This is it? Because Door County, there, were, there was, I think I saw, maybe I'm not joking, like three non-white people. We even say, well, there's three black people and two... No, I think there were three non-white people. It was all white people, which is fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not big... You know, white people got a place to go to. You know, like, I don't know, Applebee's, whatever. But Door County, predominantly white. And you would also assume, okay, these are upper middle class rich people. You know, hubby makes the money, wifey poo makes the money. And what do what do successful white people do with their mic? What is the pinnacle achievement? What did fifty years ago put somebody on that damn moon? Destroy Nazism, fight the commies, freedom. Let's fight Vietnam, let's fight Korea. Let's do some principled motherfucking shit. Production, freedom. What do we do now? The the pinnacle. Because everything's about the women. Oh, we worship. It's all about women around the women. What do the women want? Women, women, women. What do you want, dear? What do you want? Apparently, the pinnacle peak of human evolution, after we've unlocked the secrets of space travel and nuclear physics, and this, apparently, it's cheese. Apparently, it's wine. It's wine tasting. I walk in, like, I don't know how long wine tasting takes, but it takes a long time, apparently. I'm trying to find the three broads. I'm like, uh, you guys done yet? I mean, I'm sitting in that car for an hour. Oh, I'm getting work done. I'm tweeting some mean, dank memes. Don't get me wrong there. But I'm like, how, how does it take an hour? And then you walk in. Not one masculine man in that room. Not one. Oh, I saw some millennials pull up. Oh, this one frumpy looking gal. All these soy boys with their beards. It, It's not... It's not a shtick. It's not a stereotype. It's 100% accurate. Like you couldn't, if you said, hey, paint a bunch of soy boy looking pansified fahugahati, fahugahati millennial boys with a dumpy, frumpy looking millennial girl and they're thinking they're all going to get their dick inside that. They, that's what walked out of this car. And then I go in and it's a, it's a convention of rich white people. And they're all just leaning over, sampling like, oh, my God, this is so tart. I like that one. I like the flavors on this. I'm like, this is it. This is how we celebrate. 
This is what happens when we have unlimited wealth. We talk about the floral notes, as Adam Piggott would say, of the different wines. And, uh, oh, the oaky flavors of the cheese. They had, uh, and not just wine and cheese. Now the next thing is olive oil. There's different flavors of olive oil and vinegar, and you could take the bread in. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to get some of this. A $40 bottle of olive oil. Oh, look, doilies and trinkets. Here, Amy, Amy, look. There's a cat. It's hanging on a clothesline. It's this little picture that says, hang in there. Oh, we got to get it. It reminds me of mittens. And there was actually, follow my tweets, guys. Go on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, or just look this up. There's cat wine. Fucking cat wine. It's wine infused with catnip. And it says, you don't have to drink alone anymore. Cat wine. And it was like, Perlo? Get it? Huh? Huh? You guys fucking get it? Perlo! Not, see, you don't get this. Let me explain to you how, how high level and intelligent middle-aged white women humor is in the United States. Let me take my coffee here. Because it's very difficult. Very difficult for you guys to get. See, there's a type of wine called Merlot. Okay, it's a very common wine, which at one time when I was on a date, I got some Merlot, and my date at the time thought that was very funny. But you see, what these clever people did, and, and maybe only 5% of you are smart enough to get this, is instead of calling it Merlot, since it was for cats, they called it Perlo, huh? Huh? See, because cats purr, and it has the same phonetic sounding as mer. And so what they cleverly did is they got rid of the myrrh and they replaced it with the purr and now they call it perlo. See, kind of like, so it has a double meaning, like a double entendre there, like like purr meaning cat, but it's merlo, perlo, also meaning the wine, thus wine for, you get that fucking funny! That's the fucking hell. Not rich white people. Well, I guess we do have to call it rich wife because men just, oh, whatever, dear. <laughs> if my girlfriend ever came back with a thing of fucking perlo, it's over. Pack up your fucking shit. I'm going to fucking go to my place in South Dakota. We're, we're getting rid of the double vanity. It's just going to it's gonna be the awesome, swinkiest bachelor pet. I'm going to sit there, fucking smoke my cigars, and then I'm going to hope to fucking God I do get the stomach cancer or some fucking ailment and takes me out. That's the pinnacle. <clears throat> That's where years of grad school and becoming a doctor and CPA ships and engineering and program. That because you boys take your dicks and you just follow wherever that pussy goes. And that pussy says, let's take all your intelligence and hard work, including some of my own. I might be an intelligent girl, female engineer type of person. And let's buy Perlow. Let's go on a trolley ride through Door County. Tina, oh my God, look, the cheese is made in the shape of a mouse. Oh my God, it because mice eat cheese. And that's, that's where I just kind of like throw my hands. I mean, you want to talk about a compelling case to enjoy the fucking decline. Quote, unquote, our best. 
you know, the ones who invented practically nearly everything, quote unquote, the white people. This is where it ends up. This is where it ends up. People fucking standing. Oh, my God. I asked. I asked. I tweeted this. out. I said, are white people the only ones that, one, are willing to stand in line for hours on end? And then when they get to the countertop, they still don't know what the fuck they want to order. And they're like, well, um, I do like Braves. But I am kind of in the mood for a latte. I'm like, how the fuck do you even know what the difference is? You spoiled Kuwanta. Order your fucking coffee. I just, that's, and I'm just kind of like, uh, yeah. You know, you, you ask me why I don't have faith in the future of humanity. Why I'm a misanthrope. Why I enjoy the decline. While, you know, Stephen Molyneux, not to criticize the man, I... Love the guy to death. He's a great man. But one of the things I disagree on, uh, and it, it's gonna, I think he's turning up the volume a little bit. Like, you gotta have kids if you're, if you don't, if you're conservative or white or you gotta have, no, no, I really don't. No, I really don't. Because again, as I've pointed out before, uh, if giving, uh, giving whites unlimited wealth, I guess it depends on what politically aims you're at. But if you give white people unlimited wealth, you get one of two things. Uh, if you give them unlimited wealth through the government and they never have to actually work, you get them shitting in the streets in San Francisco and Seattle and Portland. Those are the, that's what you get with unlimited government wealth. If you give them unlimited private sector wealth, apparently Door County and, uh, and Sedona and other places of pure pissing away of time, a pure absence of anything intellectual or advancing... Or scientific. I, I guess that... Yeah, and we could say this of any group or race. You give <clears throat> blacks unlimited private sector wealth, except for... Who's the very successful black entrepreneur in the entertainment industry? Is it P. Diddy? Hang on. Let me get this right, because this is an important point. I'm going to contrast him to, like, Nicki Minaj or... Rappers who didn't save their money. Get over there. Um, I think he's P. Diddy. Net worth. Is am I? Is this the guy I'm thinking of? <clears throat> Did his own shopping line, music, clothing, and vodka money. Okay, all right. He's not worth that much. I'm only eight hundred twenty million. Uh, but there's a gentleman who actually pivoted his wealth. Uh. Into it. so very okay. So take that away. The rest of it, God, how much of it is wasted or or, or pissed away? It, uh, you know, Cardi B, she's gonna go away. So that's that's the culture. That's what you get. Cardi B shaking her ass, you know, fucking guy, kick your way, baby, whatever her songs are about, right? But if you get unlimited government wealth, you get the ghetto. <clears throat> I don't know what Latinos are. Unlimited government wealth, it's always the ghetto. Trailer Park Barrio Gavin, doesn't matter. Same thing. Same thing, different people. Unlimited private sector wealth? What do we really become if we get unlimited private sector wealth? Because we are so far removed from any true suffering, like a, a, a Great Depression or a World War, that now we get a bunch of unlimited wealth, you get fucking Door County. Nothing, nothing bad is happening there. Nothing great is happening either. 
it's completely boring. And let's talk about, let's introduce another deadly sin all races are guilty of, especially when you get too much money, gluttony. Guys, I, I know I say train your eyes. Next time you go to a Walmart, next time you go out, look at everybody, not just the pretty people. You could not help but notice how many fat people there, both men and women, but especially the women. Especially the women. It's just disgusting. Just disgusting. I don't care how pretty or manicured the rolling hills are. I don't care how picturesque the little hamlet of Sturgeon Bay is. When you got fat, disgusting slobs of men and women, especially the women, the women were particularly grotesque. Fuck you. You're hideous. You're disgusting. You're ruining any... The one thing I guess you could say about Door County is it looked nice. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of nice. This is picturesque. Not my cup of tea. I prefer the mountains, but this is fine. Oh, but now my eyes are raped because of all the fat, ugly, and oh, by the way, loud, drunk women drinking wine. Buying your candles and your trinkets. And there's your boyfriends and your husbands driving you around, holding your purse, oh, whatever you want to. And they go in. See, that's the difference. Aaron, weren't you the one? Ah, I didn't go in. I didn't go in. I sat in the car. I did work. I was fighting. I was studying grapevines. I was walking. That's how I actually beat Nick out. We were at one particular um, vineyard, and I just kept walking. The vineyard was large. I kept walking around. I did like 10 laps or something. But you you guys, you, that's what you are, boys. You're enablers. You majored in engineering. You became the doctor. Da, da. I want to go to an olive oil convention. Come with me. Okay, dear. I have to because you lassoed my balls and you're pulling me. <laughs> yes, this is interesting. I do note the cashew-flavored notes in this particular cheese. What happened to your brain, guys? Remember, like, in college, in the younger days, you talk philosophy, you pine, you theorize, and, and you, you hang out with your buddies, you play jokes, you pick on each other? What happened? What happened between that guy and now you're a 58-year-old fuck with your bloated, fat wife? Both of you need cranes to lift up your fupas to get to access each other's genitals, but it's probably all stanky and moldy down there, so you wouldn't want to fuck each other anyway. Is this it? Is this your life? This is your life. Watching your wife try different... Oh, I like this vinaigrette. And... Oh, look, Amy! Amy! Look, Tina! You see the fence? You see the fence? There's a dog behind it says, Don't fence me in! Ah! I gotta get that! Just kill yourselves. It's over. I mean, leave me the money. Lee, I'll do something with it. I'll do something with it. I'll start a nonprofit. I'll try to actually not raise awareness. Penetrate the thick skulls of young kids with wisdom about not majoring in stupid shit. I'll do something with it. More than you are. I could see the nightly news. Door County has filed for bankruptcy. No one's visiting and uh, sales of vinegar and oils and cheese and wine has dropped 98%. In other news, philanthropist, uh, <coughs> nonprofit mogul Aaron Clary 
has ended the education bubble by educating an entire generation of young boys and girls not to major in stupid shit. GDP has grown at 7% per annum since people have read his best-selling book, Worthless, Batch of Pad Economics and Poor Richard's Retirement. And all of our financial problems are done. We plan on colonizing Mars tomorrow. Thank you, Aaron Clary. It really is the choice. You girls want your trinkets and your cat doilies and your cat wine and it, or colonizing Mars. Oh, we're going to go. We're going to go get flirtinis. Tina, we're going to get flirtinis. Or Ernest Shackleton's adventure in the, in the uh, Antarctic. <laughs> it was. It was real depressing. I'm like, oh. This is my, quote, culture, huh? Because I was born and raised in Hawaii. Ah, we had some people come up from Illinois. I'm just looking at all the fat people. I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. Just fuck it. I mean, really, enjoy the decline, man. Enjoy, because, quote, oh, white people were the ones that got all the power and control and the money. Uh, we invented everything. Oh, we're the most innovative. Uh, what do we do? We get fat. When we reach the promised land of Canaan, what is it? Gluttony. Gluttony and sloth. That's all it is. And I, I think we should add an eighth deadly sin, and that is letting being led around by pussy. I think that's what you boys, there's an eighth deadly sin for men. That is where you throw away all your intelligence, your independent minds, your industriousness, your hard work. Uh, white people are not, I might add, because I know there's a lot of simping out there across all the races. And you guys do... <laughs> I mean, all the world. You guys will throw away all the world. The scientific advancements, the unknown, the mystery, the research, the advancement, the excellence, the art, the music, the food, the culinary skill. I don't mean like eating. I'm, I'm talking like the new, new. You, you will stop advancing society because you can get laid. And you think it, and you, you, you believe the bullshit uh, 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 choice women get you. Either you get the pussy and give up all your pursuits. You know, you, you get the pussy, but you have to give up all your pursuits. Or you don't get the pussy, and then you can pursue your pursuits. It's like, no, pursue your pursuits, and then you'll probably get pussy anyway. It's like Doug from the movie Up the Dog. He wears the cone of shame. All you men in Door County fucking troping around with your wives, you should be all wearing the collar of shame. And heaven help you if you bought some fucking shit. Oh, my God. I bought the GF some, you know, food or coffee. They come back in the wine. <laughs> like they go into, hey, don't forget your wallet, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm not buying no fucking wine. I'm not buying no fucking cheese. <laughs> Although, all right, I will grant you this: Wisconsin does have the world's best cheese. Ah, uh, maybe the Swiss. Maybe they could go toe to toe. And there is, uh, it is worth buying some Wisconsin cheese because it is, it is that good. It'd be, I guess, like going down to Texas and having, stay. I'll, I'll grant you that. Oh my God, Dad, I gotta try this wine for cats. <laughs> he puts cat them. Oh, fuck. There's only one road out of Door County. I think what we could do is we could set up a military checkpoint and just run a little train that goes to the bay and just Dump the bodies there. GDP and investment per gross stake product went up 500% last year. Many people counter attribute that to Captain Clary's embargo. 
where are they? Checkpoint had all the women who bought cat wine dropped into Sturgeon Bay. Husbands with now excess amount of time, money, and freedom once again discovered their penis and their brains are now currently resolving their third great ailment. They're curing AIDS, syphilis, and now moving on to Ebola. A statue in Aaron Clary's honor will be put up in Door County. It will now be called Clary County, where men will be allowed to shoot guns, ride motorcycles, and drink whiskey. Thank you, Aaron Clary. So that's why I'm here now. Hang on, I'm going to get more coffee. I'm here at this stage now where everything is caught up. Not going to die. Really saw absolutely no production. I guess I could watch open heart surgery before I see that again. An entire society doing fuck all shit with their lives. Let's get this a little closer. There we go. And I uh, had thankfully written a piece already. I'm recording this on Monday. I will not post it until, well, maybe I'll upload it, but I won't post it on my blog until Tuesday. Um, Because now I'm convinced I have to write this book and get it done quickly. It has been gnawing at me about the past six months, past six months. And um, a lot of people, oh, you just didn't put it. No, no, I put in a lot of work. I put in a lot of work. Um, Pissed away a, a lot of time, though on that house, and all this piddly little shit, which reminded me, one of my own, one of my own rules, I kind of broke it unconsciously, but I took on, it's not that I took on more than I could chew, it's I took on more than the rest of society could chew, Um, where all this little, the more moving parts, the more shit that's going to go wrong, and the more you're dependent upon other people who are not operating at the speed of Clary, who are sitting there like lazy employees at Wayland Butani over at the Great One, and just sitting on their asses. And all it did was cause great stress. Maybe even that, that's what did it. Maybe even that's what it did. And so uh, what the old Capmeister's going to do, uh, I'm just going to hunker down, and uh, I'm giving up working out. I am, not forever, uh, but I am going to kind of go like a government furlough. Like, you know, only critical, necessary government employees are going to be paid. Only critical, necessary. So we're going to be doing podcasts when I get the time. I'm going to write occasionally when I get the time. But I've got to bang out this book, and it has to get done now. It has to get done in time for the Christmas selling season. And when I'm done with that, I'm going to be very... And I'm, I'm, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go pull an old Vince Malone gig. I'm going to go find a small little town. I'm going to rent a room. Preferably, ideally, of course, of course, now. <laughs> You're relying on other people now, Clary. While driving across Wisconsin, there were bouts of internet reception. And I started looking for like, uh, I want to get to a, a little town, but not so little, but a town that has a downtown area. I want to rent a room above one of the main downtown buildings, kind of what I had in Buffalo, Wyoming. And I'm just going to sit there, get a cot or whatever, some blankets, a desk and a chair, and I'm going to bang the ever-living shit out of this book. I think it should take a month or so, maybe two months. And I can't can't rent. It's going to be October when I rent, so I'm going to start it now, hopefully get really close to being done. 
And then uh, I'm going to go hang out with the guys in New Jersey uh, at the end of September and early October. And then when I get back, I am going to go and rent a room somewhere, maybe an Airbnb in some town I haven't been. I'm going to write the book and I'm going to come out a new man. The book will be done. I will not die of cancer or at least that type of cancer or whatever I thought I was going to die of. That scratch will be itched, and this book has the potential to maybe make me a lot of money. I'm kind of optimistic and hopeful. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, you're just trying to tread water. Like, yeah, I make money on asshole consulting. I make money writing my books or writing articles and things like that. I make money. What else do I do? Oh, on the Super Chats, that's not a lot of money, but I make some money on that. And we get a little bit of money on the, on the uh, um, what's it called, the Patreons and advertising. But this book has, it has some potential. I, I mean, most of my books I thought had potential. But this one I think has more potential than most. And I got other books. on. And then, then I can start a new stage in my life where you can really put it to Operation Evil. I got some books. I got some lies I got to sell. Oh, ladies. Oh, ladies. You think Derek Jackson and Matt Hussey are selling you lies? Oh, my lies are a lot sweeter. My lies are a lot sweeter. And they're free. They're free. Well, they're not free. You got to pay money for the book. But they're going to be such good tasting lies. And it's not going to cost you anything. It's all going to be good. It's all going to be good in the end. Tata! <sighs> and so now it's a cloud. I think it's just the perfect day. It reminds me of, uh, I'm looking out the window now. It's definitely fall in the Twin Cities now. And I always love fall the most because, uh, I won't lie, it's still to this day. God, 20-odd years later, 25, 20, 25 years later, um, 26 years later. I absolutely loved fall because the girls were coming back. And not even necessarily the girls, what I meant is when we worked security... It was like who could escort the most people and be this great competition. Who could tear up around campus? And it was cool enough that you wouldn't like sweat and die of heat like in July. It wasn't, um, you know, too cold where you'd be freezing your ass off. And there'd always be these new girls coming in and and there'd just be this rush from September to October. uh, Freshman girls from out of town. They're nervous. They're scared. They don't know. Little girl, big city. We'd walk them home. And thank you for once the... uh, the women's studies department and the man haters actually did us a favor because in orientation they'd scare the ever living hell out of these girls. Eight and three women are raped every nanosecond. It's just constant rape all the time. There's a rapist behind every bush. And the girls just call flooding in and we'd be just tearing up campus. Oh, it was wonderful. Just wonderful. And that smell and the cool air and the low humidity. And it was like it's it's and it's gonna be like that for the next week. It's just gonna be me. Cloudy and rainy, and the old captain is going to grab his laptop, and I'm going to go and bivouac in the city. I'm going to hit different venues, and I'm just going to sit and park my ass. I'm going to spend the money to eat food. Maybe I'll go for a little walk. Maybe I will, but I'm just going to get this book fucking done. And, uh... I just, I also need to get the fuck out of this apartment. Oh, my God. 
we moved practically, <clears throat> practically almost to Wisconsin. Um, and they got these cookie cutter new apartment buildings. And it's just, oh, it's so boring. Not that I wasn't sick of the WBL, but it's just an apartment. It's just this temporary stopgap measure until I can get to fucking South Dakota. And I just need to get out of here. And I need to get out of my routine. I need to stop working out. I've been biting off way more than I can chew. And it's just taking a toll. And I'm going to be a fat, no good. Look, hey, if gluttony and fatness, although it won't be gluttony or fatness, or I will still walk and get some exercise occasionally. But if that's good for our most precious, what's the most valuable human on the face of the planet, in our, especially in our culture? Who's the best? Who's at the top? Well, rich, privileged white women, right? Well, if fatness and gluttony and sloth and laziness and drinking wine, although I won't drink the wine, and just like having whatever we want whenever we want, YOLO. If it's, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me, huh? I just want I, the next two months in order for me to write my book, I'm going to become a white woman. I will identify as a middle-aged, privileged white woman where I'm entitled. I deserve it. And then come late October, when hopefully the book is done. Then I'm going to go out. To, I'm going to go visit my buddy in Salem. I, I can't mention his name. He's got a very unique name. But I'm, maybe I'll go visit my buddy in Salem. Hopefully he, he's listening. He'll know. We'll call you later there, buddy. And then we'll see how that book goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm kind of hoping it's the one that like just makes me all the money I need for retirement because that's that kind of the last frontier of my personal finances is, okay, the house is taken care of. We got living situation taken care of long-term, uh, but there's not enough uh, for retirement. I mean, I'll make it because of minimalism, but I'd like to have that now. So then like the, the calm and the ease and like, if you have it, you don't have, you know, like it's like getting your homework done on the weekend. Like if you were smart, which I wasn't, if you're smart, you do your homework while waiting for the bus to pick you up Friday afternoon on the bus and then maybe five, ten minutes after you got home or an hour or so. Then you had the entire weekend free of the worry. But if you didn't, like me, where you'd wait till you're on the way back to school Monday morning doing your homework frantically on the bus and then handing in some shit slop work. <laughs> fuck you, teachers. Just fuck you. That's how serious you took your job. So seriously, take your fucking homework. Shove it up your ass. <clears throat> this is going to be one of those things. So that way, that that winter, I could just go to Vegas and fucking golf and hike, ride my damn motorcycle, relax. That's all I want to do is relax for the rest of my life. I don't want to worry about anything. I know you cannot never worry about any. I mean, there's always going to be something to worry about. But like the major ones... I don't know what it's like to be you guys at my age when you got a mortgage that's still like 90% the value of the home because you don't pay, because you keep borrowing from it. You got a car loan. You got a wife that's going to divorce you. I thought it was stereotypical. It's not. That's so fucking common. It's like the cat wine. Like, it's not a stereotype. It's real. All you dopey guys that impregnated a woman because I love her. I'm in love. I'm in wolf, wolf marriage. And then she turned into a kawantahaha. She turned into a bitch. You got kids. 
You think that buying her everything's going to make her happy or at least postpone the divorce that's going to come. Meanwhile, she's banging Kevin in sales, Chad in accounting, or uh, Tyrone in, well, where does Tyrone work? Chad obviously works in accounting, duh. Kevin always worked in sales. Where does Tyrone work? Donovan, help me out. Where does Tyrone work? Where would Tyrone? Where does a guy named Tyrone work? Nowadays, an increasing number of the brothers out there work in investment banking and programming. <laughs> where the hell would, where would 80s Tyrone work? What, he'd just be dealing drugs, I guess? The bad boy drug dealer? What the hell? We got to figure out where Tyrone worked. Help me out, guys. Where would Tyrone work? Tyrone. 19, let's go 1990s Tyrone. Not 80s, but oh, yeah, he's dealing drugs. No, we got to get, where do, God damn it, all you guys are getting too damn smart. We're all going to promo. <laughs> We're all red pill now. <laughs> Tyrone would work auto shop, maybe? Kind of kind of trades? Some, some opposite of the husband. Dopey white guy husband. I'm a financial planner and I don't got no money. Wife, whatever you want, dear. Wait, okay, all right, all right, all right, hey, I figured it out, I got it, okay, this is where Tyrone worked, I don't know why I didn't think that, Tyrone was kind of like, he's a dance instructor, or fitness, that's what Tyrone does, Tyrone is like the ballroom, he's the salsa dance instructor, or the uh, physical trainer, <clears throat> he's a, he's a workout guy, fitness, fitness trainer, fitness instructor, that's who he is. That he does the Pilates or what? That's who Tyrone was. Yes, yes, that's where he is. Okay, I'm glad we got that figured out. <laughs> and you, you dipshits out there, you are you're you're in so much debt. You can't leave. You can't leave. You can't do it. You're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> I need the Joker laugh. <laughs> the Jack Nicholas one where he, where it's the ripcord, the the one where he plays where he's dead, and it's just a a toy playing. <laughs> what do you want? Um, uh, half. You're crazy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You see, we don't take care of the Batman. That's probably one of the best scenes. I could watch that over and over again. The true independent-minded man telling the former leads of their industry, the former champions of the champion industry, where they're wrong, where one virus got into their system, and how he is absolutely the most indispensable man. He is the man for the time. And he knows his value. Every man should watch that scene over and over and over again until you realize the importance of having the skills that is necessary that everybody else needs and then charging appropriately for it. What do you want? Um, uh, half. And the other thing, you're crazy. No, I'm not. He's not. He's not. All right. Let's do some sponsors. We gotta do sponsors. Oh my God, what would we do without the sponsors? I want to go through a bunch of articles 
but it's 10 a.m. already. And I got to shower. I don't have to shower. I showered last night. I take a shower like coffee, so I wake the fuck up. Maybe I should go to the U of M campus. The U of M campus has a smell. It has a smell I'm very remembrant of. Maybe not fun, but I remember it. <clears throat> Maybe that will make me think I'm young again. I'll get excited and hopeful. Now I'll probably just re- be reminded of really bitch-ass cold patrols. Uh, <clears throat> Patreon. Uh, if you would, go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. And if you go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary, and you become a patron, it could be a dollar a month. Uh, boy, would that be fun? I mean, a dollar a month from all my listeners, that'd be like $2,000 a month. That would really get me good. I'd have some vineyards then. Lifetime Poke Bowl for Clary. Uh, I'm going to be putting up a new picture of Mary Jo. Mary Jo sent me some new pics, so I'm going to put those up there. I got to do that later on today. Uh, I also have a book called Prize of... It's not a book. I'm sorry. I have a, a paper. It was an academic paper. The closest thing I ever wrote to an academic paper. God wrote about 10 years ago. Um, it's called privatizing governments. It's an intellect. We don't want to be intellectually stimulated. I think it's three bucks on Kindle. Go read privatizing governments. It's a, it's, it's probably my best academic work. It's, I won't lie to you. It's like the Clary test. Actually, it's better than the Clary test is kind of a joke, but it, because political science is a joke, a good joke ends up becoming serious research. Uh, but privatizing governments is a way to privatize governments. Um, and I think it's a great idea. I just don't have the time. I don't care if it would make me trillions of dollars. I'm not spending the rest of my life managing. Uh, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Why do you run for office? Because I'm not going to lead a group of people, a country, to where the best we achieve is fucking Door County. Okay? I'm not going to lead a group of people where because I'm going to be libertarian. I'm going to like, well, you do whatever you want. I'm not telling you guys what to do. We're just going to try and keep taxes as low as possible, keep the infrastructure, get things going, be a fair judicial system. Everybody is treated equally under the law. You guys blaze your own trails, but you lead your own future. All futures lead to Door County cheese, wine, and cat wine. Fuck you. I'm not leading you. Going to play golf, smoke cigars and get blowjobs on my desk by my beautiful girlfriend with nice cans. You guys fucking take care of yourself. I'm not doing that. Uh, La Maldiction de l'Intelligence. This is for all the French people out there. If you want to read A Curse of the High IQ, I've translated into France, uh, French. Um, it's kind of my experiment in translating a book into a foreign language. Uh, the first guy I translated did a shit job, and there were a ton of errors. And then um, Piero... Uh, Giorgio, Piero Giorgio, uh, he was kind enough to knock out most of the errors in that book, and I'm currently sending it to a French person, editor, to change all the edits, so she's going through that, and a much better edited version will be coming out, but you could go ahead and um, take a look at that, or recommend it to a French person who doesn't speak English. The School of Errors by our good friend, Dr. David Perodin. <clears throat> if you've got kids and you're worried about their safety at school, get the book, The School of Errors. This is not a book about what we should do or how government panels and teachers. You have a, here's how it really works. What if there was, in a world gone wrong, one man, uh, that one man would be Dr. David Perodin because he still has his balls. He's a masculine man. And, oh, he's a critical thinker, and he actually wants to protect the kids. He doesn't want to just say he protects the kids. And so he goes through all the safety crap, and that's what it is, crap, that people are trying to do to protect your kids at school that doesn't work and in a very actuarial-like manner goes through and explains why they don't work and what would work. 
So you want it here. Guaranteed way to make sure your kid, a little tidbit here, in case you guys didn't know this. Do you want to know a guaranteed way to make sure your kids never get in a school shooting? You homeschool them because the schools suck. Don't know if you knew that. And they'll get a better education. The internet will do a better job of teaching your kids than teachers will. AlaskaChaga.us. Go to AlaskaChaga.us and get your Alaska Chaga tea. AlaskaChaga.us. Use the discount code Clary on how do I get the discounts. Uh, we got AssleConsulting.com. Go to AssleConsulting.com if you've got questions. I have answers, and I will put you in the right direction. You say, look, I almost I wish I could give this guarantee. I wish I could, but I can't because there's, there's so many other variables. But there's a pretty good statistical chance. That's all what I would say. I, I, will, I will stand by that. There's no guarantee, but there's a good statistical chance that if you hire me out at Asshole Consulting and you read my books and you listen to me, you're going to do better than what I did. If you avoid the mistakes I did and nothing besets you like, you know, cancer or a meteorite hits you in the head. If you avoid the mistakes I did and you follow my advice and you put it into practice, I, I, there's a good statistical chance you're going to come out better than me. Why should we want to be like you? I don't know. I have no debt. I ride my motorcycles around. My God, I get, you get to be a sober cab when driving through Door County. <laughs> You get to have this type of job. You don't get to. There's a chance. So if you are young or old, you're not ready to retire, you don't have any money saved up for you, contact me at assholeconsulting.com where I, the world's only professional asshole, America's older brother, will give you the swift kick in the ass you so desperately need and will pay for. The Science of Mastering Women Written by Linda Gross. This is written by a woman. She runs a show called The Men's Advocate Show. She did a ton of research uh, empirically, kind of like how Doc did uh, The School of Error. She done a bunch of research on how to get women. <clears throat> and her book, The Science of Mastering Women, actually very well-selling, very well-highly rated. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, a pickup book written by a woman. I know we usually say, don't listen to women's advice, but this is not your standard woman who's going to go and protect team woman. Her advice is not, be yourself. It's not that not that be yourself (laughs) world's worst advice from women anyway the science of mastering women you can find that on amazon.com paperback and kindle uh we could get rid of that we could get rid of that i like it when i can get rid of advertisers because then it tightens it up academiccomposition.com our good true faithful advertiser alexi always here for us it is uh college time and you little freshman in college, you're like, oh, I can't wait for the college experience. I get my payday sucked now. Mom, mom told me that the girls change in college. You guys ever get that lie? Did any of you guys, like when you're nerds, or maybe not even not even necessarily nerds, you're just like, what, what the fuck's going on? And they all lie. My, oh, the biggest lie. The biggest lie. It all changes in college. And then you get there like, no. No, it doesn't change. Matter of fact, it's worse I'm cold, I'm hungry, and I'm paying for it. <laughs> it. It absolutely does not get better in college. Matter of fact, this is the worst part of my life right now. And the women are even more fucked. Than, speaking of which, God almighty, you poor boys. I know uh, we're talking academiccomposition.com. But guys, <clears throat> look, if you have a son... 
Or you have a, if you have a male loved one going to college, will you please get in the fucking book, The Pence Principle? You take this guy's book, Randy Bentwick. You get his book, you give him my books, Reconnaissance Man and Worthless and Bachelor Pad Economics. Those four books, speaking of not fucking up like us guys did and having a better life, guys, just get these guys these books. You're going to college? Here, read this. And I th- the Pence Principle is... Short. It really is just, I guess, an essay. Get him this. This this is readable. Batch of Pad Economics is too thick. I know those boys are going to be busy reading. But worthless in the Pence Principle. Please, guys, gals, you got a loved one? You, you, got a, you got a male loved one in your life? Get him the fucking book, okay? You don't need what happened in Brett Kavanaugh, although that was almost unavoidable. Oh, wow. Trump was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he raped me. Uh, so uh, anyway, with academiccomposition.com, uh, have other people write your worthless papers for you, okay? You shouldn't even be going to college, honest to God. It's like, go STEM or go home. There's just no reason to be going to college anymore. There just isn't. If you're going to go to college, go online. Really, boys, there's just no reason. Unless it's a very legitimate study, there's just no reason to go. But if you are going to go, they're going to make you take these worthless classes anyway, uh, where you're forced to write about how white people with white penises should have their white penises cut off, um, and that uh, everybody else is a Just lazy people wanting your money, that's all it is. Have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write your papers for you. Go to academiccomposition.com, contact Alice, say Cappy sent you. And then also, if you're looking to make a little bit of scratch on the side, right, you can do it from your home. Alex is always looking to hire writing staff and advertising staff. The jobs are not fun. No, 19-year-old, you're not going to, this is not going to be your passion. This is not going to be your passion. You don't get paid for your passion. You do your passion for free. My passion is fucking big-titted redheads. That's my passion. No one has ever, I have gone to the Mont ads many old times looking for big titted redhead fucker. Pay $65,000 a year plus full benefits and tuition reimbursement. Apply that within. I've never seen that ad. That's my passion. You're not going to get paid for your passion. You are going to get paid to do work other people don't want to do. That's why it's called work. Which is a concept millennials and now Gen Zers. Hey, you millennials, now that you're approaching 40, have you... Have you gotten the memo? Have you gotten the note that work kind of sucks? Did you, you guys waking up to that fact? Nah, that's all right. Your buddy Ocasio-Cortez will just give you more of other people's money, right? Uh, we, oh, God, I don't, I can't even, can't even get into the <clears throat> mindset of a true parasite. I just can't even get into the mind of what, what rationalizations and mental acrobatics your mind goes through to basically say, I deserve other people to be enslaved to me. Because I have a right to that. I don't even know how you guys can live with yourself. Just in fear, disgusting pieces of shit. Uh, MNGoldBuyer.com. Go to MNGoldBuyer.com where you can get your precious metals. If you'd like to advertise on the show, you can. Contact me through any of my channels. You can go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. My email's there. You could go uh, uh, Aaron.Clary at AssholeConsulting.com. You guys can figure it out. You guys are adults. Um... My books, uh, these are books. I, I am so confident that when I die, these books are going to stand the test of time. It's not like they're going to be, t- un- uh, they had the thing and now they're obsolete. These are always going to stand the test of time. 
reconnaissance man, right? That's for all you kids out there who you don't know where you want to live, you don't know where you're going, you don't know what you want to major in. Get the book, Reconnaissance Man, okay? That is That and The Black Man's Got Out of Poverty are the uh, under, two most underrated books I have. Now, I know Black Man's Got Out of Poverty is targeting only, what, 7% of the, the population? So I get why that's not a bestseller. Uh, but Reconnaissance Man, Reconnaissance Man should be up there. Uh, bachelor Pad Economics, that's for everybody, male or female. You girls want to close the wage gap and the... See, here's what's going to be funny. Oh, that make a great post. Wealth gap. Because women will close the wage gap with affirmative action and all that. But you girls piss away your money so much <clears throat> and borrow so much money that you have no wealth. So I'm wondering if you ever... See, they'll close the wage gap and then they're going to bitch about the wealth gap. Guys, they're going to bitch. They're going to... Parasites and leftists are going to bitch no matter what because that's their entire life. They'll never be happy. Never. They will never be. And you could close the wage gap today. You could close the wealth gap tomorrow. You know what they're going to complain about? They're going to complain about the beauty gap. I mean, hell, there was an article out not too long ago <clears throat> where, uh, what was it? The, the transgender community, um, they floated a trial balloon. They, they said, well, the majority of not only straight people, but uh, homosexual people, straight homosexual, not bi, just straight homosexual, they, like, they don't want to sleep with trans people. They don't want to date trans people. <laughs> and the trans community is saying, well, the government could come in and, you know, it, since sexuality is a social construct, we could eliminate ho- uh, heterosexuality. It's like, Guys, you guys are just never going to let people have their own choices, right? You're just going to force your laziness on other people through your traits because then you have value. You should want to fuck me. Just ask fat girls about fat acceptance and biggest beautiful. Ask them how that's going. (laughs) Although a lot of you guys are that desperate. You'll fuck fat chicks. You guys are that sad. You're that simping. I don't know where we went with that one. Anyways, if you want to. Oh, that's right. We're talking about bachelor pad economics. Uh, it's it's a book. It's a financial advice bible for everybody. From from fourteen to seventy four, from puberty to death. That's basically what it covers. So puberty to death, every major and minor decision you're going to make financially in your life. Get bachelor pad economics. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. That that did a lot of good. Hey, we sure showed them with that book, right? A couple thousand people, but, you know, didn't major in stupid crap. Meanwhile, 2.8 million people majored in worthless crap. Enjoy the decline, accepting living with the death of the United States. That's also good for anyone in Western civilization. Curse of the high IQ, that's for everybody listening right now. If you have a high IQ, you may not know it. Ironically... You may think you're an idiot or a nerd or not even a nerd, but you're just dumb because you're not getting it. You think you might think you're stupid. It's like, no, it's because you don't fit in. There's a difference between intelligence and popularity. And oftentimes people get that confused. Like it's also, I'd say, like the difference between intelligent and getting a 4.0. People who get 4.0s aren't necessarily smart. They're just obedient. That's, 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 what, a, that's what a 4.0 does. It's obedience. That's the number one thing your GPA measures. An SAT score might measure more accurately your IQ. And they do parallel. They do correlate. Um, 
But I, I'd almost guarantee you there's more F, D, and C students that are genuinely high IQ people than there are straight A people. And this causes confusion, especially when you're younger and you're low IQ, 23-year-old, tits McGee graduate with her degree in you know, elementary education comes in. You're not doing what I say. I got this thing in Door County. It's so fun. I went there with my, my bachelorette party. We went to Door County. That idiot as a teacher is going to confuse a little eight-year-old boy or girl into thinking they're stupid because they didn't get a, a, a 4.0 or an A on the dumbass exercise the 23-year-old Tits McGee, fresh from Door County, gave her little children. <clears throat> okay, I got to ask. Somebody sent me on Facebook or Twitter a video. It had to be in inner city school because it was a bunch, there were no there were no nothing but black kids and nothing but black students. And the kids weren't that big. The kids were like maybe third or fourth grade. There were still kids. And there's these two little black girls just pounding the shit on their white teacher. <laughs> And the teachers are just, you know, cowering and blocking her head. And they're just throwing blows. And they're just, and they're not stopping. And no one's stopping the kid. And then one of the little kids grabs, like, I don't know, a, a box or a little chair and throws it at the teacher. I'm like, on a level, that's so awesome. <laughs> are you going to help the children? Are you going to save lives? Are you going to make it? You're going to be a punching bag, bitch. <laughs> I, <laughs> I find it no different than the Jews if they got the, the one-up on their Nazi concentration camp guards. I'm not joking. That's how much I hate you teachers. <clears throat> I, at least the Nazi concentration camp guards were honest enough to say, we're, we're against you. We don't like you. We hate you. You teachers are cowards. You hide behind the kids so you can get your fucking overpaid, bloated, easy jobs. And you're dumber than fuck and you don't teach the kids right. It's all about you. And then then once once some of the kids get a little bit of independent-mindedness, they actually stand up to the teacher or beat the shit out of you. I'm kind of like, I'm cheering on the Jews. <laughs> you, you're in prison, kids. You go beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I like it when evil gets punished. I love it. I love it. It's hang on. I got it. maybe it's up there. I know this is dark. Uh, students, I, oh, I bet you there's like a ton of these videos. Students beating up teacher. Video. Uh, teacher praise for being up student. Students defend music teacher arrested for classroom fight. 64-year-old <clears throat> beats up student in class over the N-word. It's one like it's little kids just beating the hell out of this, you know, precious little. Students beat up principal. Oh, you got the commandant. You guys got the commandant? Did you get him? You got Colonel Clink? Although Colonel Clink was technically a prisoner of war camp, not a concentration camp. I guess you bad. Maybe I need to do this as therapy. Maybe I just need to watch these videos of, of teachers getting beaten up by their students. Maybe it'll make me feel good. Oh, God. Teachers. Kids know, man. 
Kids know they're the ones to point out that the emperor has no clothes. These are all articles. Uh, student beat up mercilessly. Oh, some of those are the teachers beating up the students. Uh, that's not good. I'm sure the kids didn't do nothing. I'm sure they didn't do anything. <clears throat> uh, where are we at here? Uh, Chris, the high IQ, poor Richard's retirement. Everybody get poor Richard's retirement. That is, do you have retirement savings? You don't? Well, get that book. That one also has a more important moral lesson about the value of humans. If you're like, Aaron, how do you get to value humans so much? How do you read that book? That's really what the book is. That's the core of it. But then I, I focus and apply it to retirement planning. If you've already written or written, if you've already read these books, if you please kindly review them online, I'd appreciate it very much. Um, it does help with the sales and the rankings. <clears throat> and it counters the SJWs who've written fake one-star reviews. Although those one-star reviews are fun to read. They are fun to read. Then I also have my best of Cappy books. That's Captain Capitalism Shop, Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved, and Love Letters to the Left. All have a different artist's pinup drawing on them to provide a little bit of classy look. And it's my best writing of my blogs, in case the Google or the YouTube, or not the YouTubes, the Google, the blogger, <clears throat> decides to take down my um, my writing. There's some really great writing. And um, it's all backed up. So all those ideas of freedom and independence and individuality will be with us forever. And you fucking bored communists, you socialists, you inferior pieces of shit, will never be able to stop those ideas. We also have uh, Adam Pickett's book, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. <clears throat> Both of those can be found on Amazon.com. But you can also go to Adam Pickett's website, PushingRubberDownhill.com, where he has a podcast. And he also has a blog. Uh, and you can get his books there as well. And i got to download his podcast. Maybe I'll do that. I'll just go for walks. I'll just go for walks in St. Paul. Go down by the river and go for walks. Um, the League of Extraordinary Podcaster, 405media.com, Financial Survival Network, with the ballroom dancing, Trip the Light Fantastic, Carrie Lutz. Silvio Canto's Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O. You can find him. Well, you can find him down in Texas. That's where Silvio is, but you can find him on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, O'Shea Jackson, <clears throat> our brother, who art in Poland, hallowed be thy medical degree. Economic Invincibility. Also on YouTube, T.J. Martinell. Um, he's got some books out as well. What is it? The Stringers. The Enforcers. And The Masturbators. I think those are the three books. The, the Stringers, The Enforcers, and The Masturbators. Um, T.J. wrote The Masturbators when he hit 13 years old. I don't know why, but it's very important to him at that point in time. But check out. <laughs> it's going to be so fun to pick on him on the meetup. <laughs> and I have a gift I want to give him. Oh, do I have a gift, guys? I got the world's greatest. It's going to cost me 75 bucks, but it's going to be worth it. Uh, I, I can't tell you what it is because he's probably listening now. But I got the best gift for this guy. <laughs> and I can't. I need one thing to make it a go, and I can't find it. If I could find this one thing, I could get this gift. And he, he's going to have to show it. On the podcast of Geek and Tell uh, for for the Masculine Geek podcast, he's gonna he's gonna have to he's gonna have to. 
But you can go to TJ Martinell, check out his blog and his podcast and his books. He's got those out there. World-class bullshitters, if you guys need a break from the bullshit. Entrepreneurs in cars, our good friend, Rich Cooper. Podcast.michaelkingswood.com. Or you can just go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com if you like science fiction, but you don't like communism. Go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com and read through all of Michael Kingswood's work. Safety Doc Perodin, safetyphd.com. He's got a podcast and a blog and everything there. Thegoddamnbacon.com. The goddamn, not damned, damn. Thegoddamnbacon.com. And the School Sucks Project for all of you kids having to be forced to go back to school. I'm going to get one more hit of coffee. Then we'll go through some fan mail and we'll call it quits. All right, some uh, fan mail. Got my coffee here. Uh, from Lauren. Lauren writes, Hi, Aaron. Your video, You're Better Off Single Than Dating That Bitch. You mentioned the Andy Griffith show and the lack of fat people. Did you ever notice not one person is married in that show? Even the darling family that came into town and sang, not Gomer, Goober, Andy Barney, Thelma Lou, Emmett Clark, nobody. The only person who was married was Otis Campbell, the town drunk, regards Lauren. Uh, I haven't watched that much, but someone did point that out to me before. I don't know why. I, the more I watch that Andy Griffith show, I think Andy Griffith, I'm pretty sure, he, had, he was the one in charge of it. And I think he, he was way more wise. It's just written too damn cleverly. The plots are too darn clever. And he knew that if people were married, there would, probably wouldn't be the opportunity for people to have like a, a little... Because that's what, that's what goads and gets people. Oh, there might be a loving. That's all fucking... Soap operas are. I mean, the red pill wouldn't exist in its current form if men didn't really like women. Women, half their damn magazines would be if they didn't like men. Well, <laughs> if they wanted something from men. Oh, God, I'm so sad. It's so sad when you start to realize it. Um, yeah, I think he just, he kept it there for flexibility. Could be completely wrong. Could be, be completely wrong. But if all of a sudden there was like, yeah, Barney, Barney's got to find a gal that that kind of has has a soft spot for him. Well, you better be single. Opie ever get a girlfriend? Did Opie ever get a girlfriend? He was probably too young for that. Um, so let's get rid of that one. Uh, oh, this is for Brian. Uh, we did a, a bit on, what's his name? A, a true parasitic loser, Jacob Shire. This is the guy who wrote an article uh, just this past week or two in the Globe and Mail about how he doesn't want his PhD. He wants a basic guaranteed income. And it was a woe is me story and I have Crohn's disease, which is unfortunate. Again, he, you know, it's too bad for him. Uh, but that should not prevent you from getting, you know, from working. Other people wrote in who happen to have like actual, well, not that Crohn's disease isn't an actual physical impairment, but these people were handicapped and they still made a go at it. And the guy was just a laughable joke of a lazy piece of shit. Well, someone dug up from the star uh, nine years ago. Jacob Shire wrote an article titled My Never-Ending Acid Trip. (laughs) Fuck you, Jacob. You're a lazy fucking piece. I lost it. I don't care. No, I'm done. I'm done. No, you're not. You're not. You've you've gotten as much mileage out of your Crohn's disease as you possibly can. Deep down inside, you're just a lazy, no good, parasitic fuck who thinks you're better than everybody else and everybody else should work to feed your lazy ass. When I was 16, I dropped acid every weekend. That was before I became a raver. How are you become a raver? He had no energy in his previous article, and now he's a raver. At least once a month, I did a tablet or two of ecstasy. 
Done about 200 hits, nervous first time in my last year of high school. When grades counted, I stopped doing the hallucinogens for good reason. Da, da, da. I've been having acid flashback for eight years, according to several psychiatrists. Why are you seeing several? I, we don't need it. It's just it's just a piece of shit fuckbag. Just a piece of shit fuckbag. That's all. Yeah, I'm not going to read through this whole thing. Uh here's here's what I want you guys to do. This will be the last we ever mention of Jacob Shire. Because a truly un, unworthy and unmentionable man. If you want to enjoy the show, <clears throat> again, we want to enjoy the show. Stop worrying about the fact that Jacob Shire is a parasite sucking blood out of you and enslaving you. Look at what happens when he gets what he wants. He has effectively had basic guaranteed income. He's never worked a day in his life. He's lived off of government charity and kindness. Um... Look at his life. Look at how miserable he is. I mean, read through the article and say, holy shit, this is the day-to-day, minute-by-minute, second-by-second life of this guy. I, You couldn't torture him more. You couldn't. Brought up by a single feminist mother, by the way. I'm sure there's no correlation. I'm sure it's spurious. So thank you to Brian for pointing out uh, Jacob Shire, the opposite of me. Oh, what else we got? We can delete that one. Uh, Guys, uh, check your spam mail for capitalism at yahoo.com or capitalism at yahoo.com. Either you guys, I give you the quote for the the, uh, price of your asshole consulting request and you're not getting back to me, which is fine. But a lot of them, it, it could be, let's put it this way. There's a chance my cap capitalism Yahoo email is ending up in spam. So take it. There's a much larger chance that when you guys barf out pages upon pages of drool and vomit, and then you get to a question inevitably at the end, of which all you needed was a paragraph of information, don't be surprised when I quote you $80. Don't be surprised. My time is incredibly valuable to me. And if you're going to ever get any kind of response out of me, I mean, God, I got two requests that came in at Asshole Consulting. We're just looking at it, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, after you like you swipe the third time and there's still more text, you're like, okay, dude, it's going to be $50 for me just to read through this damn thing. You know? And so you're going to pay me at minimum that, and then you're going to have to, you're going to pay more for me to have a response. You know, and if you can't get to the fucking point, or, or, or if you want to blather, you, know, you want to just talk and talk and talk. If it's therapeutic for you, if it's a catharsis, all right, fine. But I'm not going to be your punching bag or kitty scratching pole. You're going to pay me for it. So a lot of people have not, I just don't hear, hey, guys, <clears throat> check your email. If you want to ask a consulting response, get back to me. Um... This is from the guy where his wife was beating him and the children, but she was sexy and gave him sex, so he's like, well, I'm going to try and reconcile. <clears throat> because pussy allows people to be eat. As long as you got good pussy and you use it well, then you can beat up children and your spouse. Then it's all all right. This guy, this guy would have been a white guy walking around with his dick stuck in his woman's purse. In Door County. But we might have changed him. He says, hey man, just want to thank you again for your video. We'll try to scrounge up some coin to buy one of your books soon. Anyway, just want to let you know I am filing for a divorce. Hey, hey, hey. All right, you found your balls. 
I also got a therapist. Good. I mean, I mean <clears throat> sometimes you need a man. It, it's but you gotta gotta really be cautious. And she's been helping out me out a lot. It's funny because the f- make one I got the male guys you got to spell right because the male one I got was trying to convince me to reconcile, and this female one isn't. That's that's. This is why I always hold out for the gals. I don't make blanket statements like women don't have the right to vote or women shouldn't have the right. You know, I'm not turd flinging monkey or the great one where it's like, take the rights away. <clears throat> I am an individualist. I'm like, there's, there's always good and always bad in every group. I like to keep the good. God, just would love to put the bad off on an island. We would just say we would put the bad off on an island. Like you people go there. Maybe there's an island. Maybe there's not. Who knows? It's on the ocean somewhere. We're just, oh yeah, we dropped them off at the island. The island where all the bad people go? Yes. The island where all the bad people go. Oh, did you give them enough supplies? Oh, we gave them enough supplies. Yep, they'll be they'll be on Bad Person Island. Can we go visit Bad Person Island? I don't know if you'd want to visit Bad Person Island. It may not be there. Uh, all the best. By the way, I was born in Milwaukee. Cool, you lived there for a while. No, Milwaukee was a shithole. Not Milwaukee, the town itself, but the suburbs was pretty much a shithole. Again, to keep on the anti-white person, <laughs> which I'm not. I'm just. But since I've been to Door County, it was Wisconsin. Where do you think the people from Door County come from? They come from Milwaukee. It's prissy white rich people who are assholes with their fat soccer moms and their, their pussy fathers. And then they raise arrogant fucking... You know who also came from the suburbs of Milwaukee? Colin Kaepernick. Bo- uh, bo- I was going to say bought, not bought. Adopted by two prissy liberal white people. <laughs> we are just so good. Here you go, child. Have everything. Oh, wow, he's a prick. <laughs> like every rich prick kid from the Milwaukee suburbs. I I couldn't wait to get out of Milwaukee. And I thought, I thought here's, how, here's how old... I'm not kidding. This is a, this is how we used to think in the olden days because it was logical. I thought there was something inherently wrong with Milwaukee. That's what we all thought. God, the people here are assholes. I can't wait to get away from Milwaukee. Then I went to Minneapolis. Well, the people here are assholes too. And it wasn't until we got the internet. Oh, I see. This is a nationwide. It's a cultural thing. Culture-wide. Everyone's a dick. It's not just Milwaukee. Oh, so good to hear that you are doing well. Eh, let's throw that in the archive. No, 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 no. Paper one, I printed this off. This is from May. Bryce writes, Captain, I agree. Shawshank was awful. We're talking about Shawshank Redemption, which was an awful movie. And then the man went into the prison. Because he said he'd done some bad things and the judge threw the book at him. But that man, he sat there in that prison, contemplated his thoughts. And then he had a thought about escaping. But then he had to figure out a way to escape. And that man was sitting about thinking a way to escape. Thinking about thinking to escape is what a man does when he's... Oh, shut the fuck up, Morgan Freeman, and no, this fucking movie ain't that good. And The Green Mile also is a horrible prison movie, Green Mile. Fucking Jesus. I'll see you on the boat when I get outside. Oh, hey, the old guy got out. Couldn't survive outside of prison. Killed himself after begging. So, oh, wow, that was great, yeah. Baby boomer movies. They're all baby boomer. Anything, anything with Timothy Hutton 
And um, who's the other? Um, it had an actress that I like, uh, Michael Douglas and Annette Bening. It was like where he was president. Any movie with Michael Douglas is a baby boomer movie. Anything where the hero is a journalist, like the Pelican Brief, baby boomer movie. Just not worth it. Not worth it. And then he said I had to take a shit. So he pulled down his pants and he went to the bathroom and the man in prison took a shit. Wasn't long until he was done taking shit that he had to wipe his ass. He thought to himself, as a prison man, maybe I should wipe my ass. <clears throat> All right. I agree Shawshank was awful. However, my wife grew up in the part of Ohio where all the non-prison scenes were filmed, so she respectfully disagrees. She is still wrong. Well, of course she's wrong. She likes the place it was filmed. Okay, Grumpier Old Men was filmed partially in uh, Wabasha, Minnesota, and um, Stillwater, Minnesota. Now, the fact it's in Minnesota means I hate it, right? But I don't let my hatred for Minnesota uh, taint or color my opinion of the Grumpy Old Men movies. They were great. Both of them were funny and hilarious. Did you know Walter Matthau sexually assaulted Sophia Loren? They have videographic proof in the uh, in the uh, outtakes. Walter Matthau was hugging Sophia Loren, then he pinched her in her ass. Now she giggled at the time and liked it. And he tried. They also have videographic evidence of him trying to kiss her multiple times, but she didn't like it. Um, but now she laughed and giggled because she knew Walter Matthau was flirting and charming, and being Walter Matthau. But 30 years later, she's going to retroactively file a sexual harassment Me Too case against Walter Matthau posthumously. Uh, because he obviously wasn't. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Just how sad you women are. What was it? The Biden guy wasn't. Hang on. Let's pull this up. <sighs> Uncle Joe Biden need permission to hold my hand. Is this true? Please tell me this isn't true. <sighs> of course, of course. Oh, Jesus. Why? I'm not going to get angry. I'm happy you teachers are getting beat. I, I, I hope you teachers just get beat by your students. I guess this is true. This isn't fake news. <clears throat> you need to ask first. Iowa teacher. Good. Hope you left this fucking kill each other. I can't wait to see more infighting like this. Iowa teacher blasts Biden for grabbing her hands when she asked him a question. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Joe Biden left an Iowa teacher unimpressed with his canned response to her question about collective bargaining. But what she resented more was how he abruptly seized her hands and clung on to him. He's 76. Is, is, is this the David Copperfield joke that... Bush 41, then what, 90 years old? Might have grabbed the girl's ass? Might have, might have. <clears throat> Jessica Roman, 41, of course. Gen X spinsters all the way. Fuck. I was listening to the, the, uh, the Dick Show, which is a good pod. I should put that on the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. And he had a, him and his co-host were ripping a guy who was in law school who was nervous as all hell about going out with this leftist law school student, female, and was thinking, like, he'd have to get, like, 
consent agreement signed at da 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 and they were making fun of him and then someone wrote in and saying you dumbasses you're wrong <clears throat> he's in law school she's a leftist they're trained they they are weapon they are weaponized hell that's the term that's in the the Pence principle with Randy and here you have a teacher 41 totally weapon had stopped Biden 76 as he greeted voters on Monday during the Hawkeye area council da 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 the North Liberty preschool teacher, of course. That's who's raising your kids there, ladies. You, you're too busy pursuing your career raising other women's children, so you need this woman to raise your children who works with special needs children. <laughs> Was pressing the former vice president on his plan to help unionize member of her profession under recent wages wage changes to Iowa's collective bargaining laws when he reached for her hands. I think that he means well, but, you know, he grabbed my hands... He just grabbed you. Look, it's just like a concern. Grip. I can't believe I'm defending Biden. Everything. <clears throat> he looks concerned. He's, hell, you watched the Andy Griffith show. Uh, Ron Howard was not Andy Griffith's actual son. I don't think anyway. <clears throat> and he has to play like his dad. And you could see what was perfectly acceptable back in the day. He like kind of pokes and uh, 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 what's he's like, you know, chin up kid. He kind of pokes him in the cheek and ah, come on, chin up kid. Uh, and he pokes him in the stomach like a father would. Oh, that'd be, oh, that's sexual harassment. Oh, pedophilia. <clears throat> Here's a guy from the 40s, 76. I do my math right. He's just holding her hand as a, like a con. Don't worry, I got this. He doesn't have a Al Franken looking face on him, he looks sincere. He grabbed my hands right away, and that was really uncomfortable, she told the Washington Examiner. He was very close, and in my mind, I'm like, this is part of our problem, not recognizing that you need to ask first, or can I shake your hand? Not just grab your hands and hang on to them. That bothers me. Let's try to figure out how... Oh, that's right, we got here because... Shawshank Redemption was filmed in Ohio. <clears throat> Your wife erroneously likes Ohio, and therefore she must like the movie, even though the movie has nothing to do with that. I also love the grumpier old men movies, even though they were filmed in Minnesota, and I hate Minnesota, so I didn't let it taint that. But then in the outtakes of grumpier old men, Walter Matthau was filmed multiple times, just flirting and having fun. He grabs Sophia Loren's ass, and you know what, guys? She, I think she's still married. Maybe, she's, maybe her husband died. I don't know. It wasn't sexual harassment. He's just tried to kiss her in a... F <laughs> you can't have that anymore. You gals with your cat... I'm going to connect cat wine to this, to Walter Matthau. You girls, <clears throat> now we're going to have cat wine drinking alone with your cats because you can't just get over the fact a grandpa-aged Joe Biden is going to hold your hands in a means of confidence... And you can't understand. You would actually think Walter Matthau pinching Sophia Loren's ass in the outtakes, and she giggled and slapped his hand. You you just can't have that fun, huh? That's all gone. That's all gone. The little fun flirtation, the funny ha-ha. I ever see Sophia Loren, I want to get a kiss from Sophia Loren. Don't care how old she is. I always kind of want to meet her when I was like in Italy. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe is there a way to meet Sophia Loren? You know, oh, she doesn't want to get, you know, look to, oh, Sophia Loren kissed American evil right-wing Nazi libertarian poopy face, Aaron Clary. Oh, my God. 
Like, hi, Mrs. Loran. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and it's charming. It's great. He keeps trying to kiss her. She's like, ah, runs away smiling. I think he, he lands one on her. And she's like, he is a criminal. <laughs> everyone's laughing. Oh, you girls can't have that. Nope. You Gen X spinsters, you're not going to have that. You're going to drink your fucking cat wine. None of you girls are going to get uh, Walter Matthau to pitch your ass. Here's your cat wine. Fun, fr- uh, frivolity, flirtation, uh, uh, joking. Just just a little, but just organized grab ass. Just a fun little time. Just a charming, fun little time. Walter Matthau pitching your ass. Nope, there's your cat wine. Have cat nipping. Here's your perlow. Perlow or Walter Matthau? Which one of you girls won? I know, I know. You've been praying. It could, could it be any more scripted? 41-year-old. All right, that's it, two hours. So tomorrow, <clears throat> I won't. There won't be a podcast live uh, on the on the YouTubes. I'm going to be writing. Uh, I'm going to shower. I'm going to hop in the old truck and go to the city. I'm going to park my ass there for 10 fucking hours. I'm going to bang out this goddamn book. I'm going to be done with it. Uh, what do we got here? What's left? Uh, go to oldbrother.com slash donate if you want to help out me and the show. If you want to donate to my Pokeball fund. My miniature vineyard fund. I'm also going to do a little... I want to get a still. I want to make some scotch. Just because I want to. It's more of a hobby. The still fund. What else am I going to spend my money on? I already got a lawnmower. I guess it needs some more oil. My lawnmower oil fund. <laughs> These are very, very low. Uh, what I don't know. I gotta, you go to olderbrother.com slash donate. There's three ways you can help out. And it does help out because otherwise, guys, if I got to go back work on a regular fucking job, I, I think I will just go on welfare. I won't lie. I'm not, I'm not going to go back. Um, you can, uh, what is it? There's the PayPal. You don't get anything in exchange for that. It's just a donation. There's uh, a <clears throat> patreon.com. You click on that. You get something for that. You get access to the uh, two episodes of the Road Trip Podcast. You get access to Sanity is the Future of Wealth, which alone will be worth, I'd say it'd be worth $100 because it will definitely teach you how to look uh, positively on life and enjoy your life for the rest of your life more than you would had you not read it. It's that good, but no one read it, so I put it behind a paywall. And of course, you get access to Mary Jo's pinups. Who doesn't like that? Um, so you can click on that link. And then the final link at olderbrother.com slash donate is my Amazon affiliate program, which is the way I recommend everybody help out the show because it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, you basically click on that link before you do any of your online Amazon shopping. It takes you to the Amazon page and you just start shopping. And whatever you buy, I get a 6 to 7% commission and cut. You don't pay anything extra. So if you can get into the good habit of going to olderbrother.com slash donate, you click on the link, and then you do your Amazon shopping. Do not be a Gen Z or a millennial and do your shopping through the Amazon app. The app is evil. The app is evil. Go to olderbrother.com slash donate and do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. And that way it doesn't cost you anything more. It does help me out. And we're all happy. And you take money from Jeff Bezos and his wife. I wonder if, yeah, it's got a... I always try to figure out, well, how does Jeff Bezos, you can't dump half the stock of Amazon without it drastically affecting the Amazon price to give that woman cash. You can't, quote unquote, cash her out of the divorce. You're going to have to give her stock. Well, here's your stock. 
Oh my God. And then her and Melinda Gates will get together. We're going to implement new, new policies. I'm putting women on the board. We're going to have biscotti. We're going to go to Door County and figure out how to solve all the world's problems. And then Amazon just immediately implodes. <laughs> Walmart's back in the game again. All right. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.